Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. I just want to take a moment, this is Heart for House Sunday, and just take a moment to preach from God's Word for a minute. And then I'm going to invite some amazing, incredible people who are a part of our church to come up. And we're just going to talk about... Uh, the heart of the house and how awesome it is. But if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open with me to Genesis 28. We're going to read a small portion of Scripture. It's pretty exciting. I love this passage of Scripture. It's where Jacob goes on a little trip, and um, it's where Jacob takes a nap. Okay, who likes taking a nap here? I mean, I feel like it's fairly easy to get a good crowd when it comes to naps and taking a nap. But it's exciting what happens here because Jacob's life changes in this moment. It's in Genesis 28, starting in verse 10. It says, Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of, your, of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So powerful. Verse 15, behold, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go. Someone needs to hear that, that God is with you and he will keep you wherever you go, whatever you do, wherever God calls you to go, he'll be with you the whole time. Um, And will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I've done what I've promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep. Listen to his response to this encounter with the Lord. He says, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome Is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. I want to preach a message just real quick this morning. If you're looking for a title, this is it. No place like it. That's the title of the message. No place like it. Let's pray. God, we thank you for Heart for the House Sunday this morning, Lord. Father, we're grateful that we can be in your presence in your house. And Lord, we thank you that it's in your presence is the fullness of joy all because of Jesus, all because of the cross, all because of the resurrection power that now lives in us, God. So Father, we look to heaven today. We thank you for our church, for our house, the place that you've caused us to be, Lord, planted in this house, Lord. And Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives and through our church, in Jesus' name. And we all said? It's interesting that in this little passage, the Bible describes this place. Over and over in the first couple of verses that we read, it says certain place and Jacob stopped in this place and after he has his encounter and he, God speaks to him and says these powerful things, he says, surely the Lord is in this place. 
And you know, that's true today that we, on this side of the cross, on this side of the resurrection, now us a part of the church, we can declare the same as what Jacob declared, that the Lord is in this place. That we can be in church on a Sunday morning like I believe we were this morning in worship singing that song. I will never walk alone. I've never been abandoned. Come on, join with me. You're my deliverer. You are my strength and shield. And I have confidence in the lyrics I'm singing. (laughs) Who loves my singing? Who loves it when I sing from the platform? Be honest. Well, you may not love it, but the Lord loves it. Forgot what I was saying, completely what I was saying. But Jacob here was blown away because he recognized some things. So point number one this morning from this text on Heart for the House Sunday, point number one is this, God's house is awesome. This is what we see right here. It's awesome. He declares it. Listen to it in the New Living Translation, verse 17, but he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway of heaven. He says, what an awesome place this is. I love that word awesome. I say it all the time because it's just a great word. But it's actually not used too many times in the Old Testament. There's only a few handful of times we get this word that talks about really when we say awesome, it's just not like awesome. It's like awesome. Like you're awestruck, you're you're experiencing the fear of God, you're experiencing a reverence for a holy God in this moment. Jacob says, awesome, God is in this place. What an awesome place this is, God's house, God's dwelling place, God's presence. Let me show you a few other verses that talk about the same sort of reverence and awe and Psalm 33 and verse 8, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. 1 Samuel 12 and verse 18, so Samuel called upon the Lord. And the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. They were in awe. They were fearful. They had a reverence in that moment because of what God had done. And then we see it in Jesus' ministry in Luke chapter 5, the story of Um, that paraplegic being lowered down, you know, the story being lowered down through the roof so so he could be and be healed by Jesus. Look at what it says in verse 25, and immediately he rose up before them, this is when he was healed, and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God, and amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. If God is awesome, then so is his house. If God is awesome, then so is this place. And that's what Jacob said. God is here. Surely the Lord is in this place. How awesome is this place? And I pray that that would be our declaration as a church. When it comes to Heart for the House Sunday and every single Sunday, that there would be people in our house, including me, including you, that we sit there and like, how awesome is God? God is here. How amazing is His house? This is amazing. Because God is amazing. God's house is awesome. Number two, God's house is wonderful. In other words, God's house is filled with wonder. 
filled with wonder, full of wonder, wonderful. Do you still believe that God does signs and wonders today? That God is a wonderful God. That it's, his, it's in His nature. This is good theology this morning. That it's in His nature to be a wonderful God. And so therefore, because that's who He is, it is therefore what He does. It's not the other way around. He doesn't do, so then He is. No, He just is, and so then He does. God is wonderful. He is a wonderful God. He's full of wonder, and therefore He does wonderful things. Praise God on a Sunday morning that we have a God in heaven that's not just like, mm, there you go. Just take, take it or leave it. We have a God who does wonders, signs and wonders. Remember Bill Johnson saying one time, he said, you know, what's the point of miracles? Well, it's simply this, they're signs that make you wonder. They're signs that make you wonder. And I love that thought because it's, yeah, that we should always keep this reverence and this awe and this, oh God, you're so wonderful. I'm in awe of you. And that's what we see here. Let me read it to you again in the message. Jacob woke up from his sleep. He said, God is in this place. Truly, and I didn't even know it. He was terrified. He whispered in awe, incredible, wonderful, holy. This is God's house. This is the gate of heaven. Made me think about wonderful places. I can think of some places that aren't so wonderful. Airport security lines. Not really wonderful. Not at Jacksonville, by the way. It's always quick there, and I love it. Does anyone else love the fact that you just go straight through in Jacksonville? Praise God. It's an, we live in an anointed place. God takes care of us. <laughs> but you go to Atlanta, it's a different story. Airport security is not so wonderful. I think of another place not so wonderful, the DMV. I wrote as well, libraries. I don't know why I put that in my notes. It just came to me. Not so wonderful. Not when I was at school. But think about some places that you consider as wonderful. Places where you go and it's just like, man, I'm going to experience the wonder. I think about some, some of my favorite places to go eat. When you go there, once you know, you go there knowing this is going to be a wonderful experience. I know what's on the menu I know the way I'm going to be looked after. This is wonderful. But can I just encourage you, nothing earthly that we could experience when it comes to wonder will ever compare to the wonder of God's place, wonder of God's presence, the wonder of what God has established for you and for me. So number one this morning, before we have our conversation up here on the platform, God's house is awesome. That's why we love God's house. That's why we want to be, that's why we want to sow into heart for the house. God's house is awesome. God's house is wonderful. And finally, God's house is where God is. Yeah. And I know simple thoughts this morning, but we see it right here in the text. We see Jacob experience this. He says, surely the Lord is in this place. Surely God, he woke up and he said, God has been here. Could you imagine? God was there. And the truth is today and every day, and especially when we gather on Sundays, God is here because we live with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a, a Holy Spirit that comes and leaves. The Holy Spirit is now because Jesus promised him and gave him to us. The Holy Spirit is with us all the time. In other words, the presence of God, when we gather as a church, God is here. 
That's what's awesome about God's house is God's here. And he's a part of our lives. And that's where transformation happens. His presence, it changes us. It turns our lives upside down and, and around and points us in the direction that we're called to go. Verse 16, then Jacob awoke from his sleep. He says, surely the Lord is in this place. There's no place like God's house. So I wanted to take a moment because it is Heart for the House Sunday and share with some amazing people. And it's very difficult actually to choose who we talk to on, on these sorts of moments because our church is filled with so many amazing people. Can we welcome up Jason and Sharice McKenzie? We've got Rick and, Rick and Jen Vaders. And then none other than Shannon Rents is going to come on up and join us. So welcome them as they come. <laughs> come on up, guys. Some amazing, amazing people. Actually, can I, can I sit here? I'm, I'm going to... Thanks, guys. Wow, this is so cool. We should do this more often. Less of me preaching, more of you preaching, maybe. Yeah, I'm excited to give the message today. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, starting with Jason. Um, no, we just, I'm really excited to talk a little bit about the heart for the house. What's the heart behind the church? What's the heart behind us wanting to sow our lives into and give sacrificially on, on weekends like this? into what God is doing, and we just wanted to have a conversation and chat a little bit. Shan, I feel like you're a long way away, but that's okay. You just, you just, you just hang out. You just, just snuggle in a little bit. Um, but maybe I'll start with you, Jason. Jason and Sharice are an amazing couple, um, friends of ours, have been part of our church now since the very beginning, and um, both just love the house of God, have an amazing family as well. Um, Sharice grew up in church. Jason didn't grow up in church. Um, I don't know why people are laughing about that, Jason. Why is that funny, bro? <laughs> but what is it about church that you love, and why do you love the house of God? Yeah, prior, just a, a glimpse into to before church, uh, raised in a divorced family, uh, dropped out of high school, and this is just an interesting fact. I didn't read one full book until the age of 21. <laughs> uh, I went to school some, uh, but just an interesting fact uh, about, about me. Uh, but I, I, and, and this question is, to be, to be honest, because I was going to lie to you, is, oh. <laughs> is, uh, is, is I could answer it and be awkwardly long. I absolutely love the local church. Mm. I, I love it. Uh, and one of the first books that I read when I started learning how to read was <laughs> was uh, uh, this this book by Bill Hybels. And, and Bill Hybels talks about the local church being the hope of the world. Yeah. That was 20 years ago when I read that book, and it has stuck with me. I still believe today that the local church is the hope of the world. And the reason that I believe that the local church is the hope of the world is because of who God is. In Isaiah 40, 12, it, it, it asks this question. It, it says, who has measured the, the waters in the hollow of his hand? The hollow of your hand is when you pour water on it, and it all falls up, and it's a little drip that's left, left there. And, and it says, who, who has measured that? And, and what it is talking about, it's talking about the bigness of God. And inside of the bigness of the God is this awe and wonder of what Pastor Matty was talking about. 
And, and what I love about the local church is that awe and wonder of what yeah. is God going to do today? So awesome. What is he going to do today? Yep. He, he, you know, and even now, this is what I was just thinking during worship. Even now, this is about who God is. Is Even now, he's talking to a marriage in this room about you don't have to get a divorce. Yeah. Even now, you know, you will be free from addiction. Even now, he's speaking about someone's purpose and the plans that he has for your life. That's, that's who God is. And, and to be honest, again, because I was going to lie to you, is, <laughs> is that is why I love the local church. Awesome. So good. Uh, yeah. Praise God. Sharice, Jason's wife, and she's awesome. What do you love about our church and the church? Um, specifically, our church. I love our church. I love the people in our church, and I love that we get to do life together, and we get to see each other on a consistent basis. You know, on Sundays, midweek, events, whatever, and we notice when someone's not there because this is a family, and we're doing this together, and God's writing some really beautiful stories because um, he's building his church, and uh, Hebrews 10, 14 came to mind. It says, for by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy, and he's making us holy. It's a daily thing, and he's writing some really beautiful stories in his church because he's building his church. That's awesome. So good, yeah. Um, so we, we have a lot of new people in our church and people that have, you know, made decisions for Jesus this year and in the last couple of years. And there's probably new families as well that are part of our church that maybe haven't experienced some of the transformation that you guys have experienced. I mean, now you know how to read, Jason, all because of <laughs> meeting Jesus. Um, but, you know, in all seriousness, though, like your you're family and, you know, you have three beautiful children and you, you, they're growing up in the house of God. You guys are doing life. What would you say to someone that uh, or a family that's maybe, you know, hasn't experienced that yet, hasn't, hasn't got to that place yet, what would you say to encourage them to sow in maybe to heart for the house or sow into, you know, being a part of our church? Yeah, I think it's just asking, you know, it's getting this this revelation or, or realization of of who God is. That's awesome. Of, of who is he? And in that moment, if, you know, you're new or you're just getting plugged into the local church, ask yourself, man, who, who is God? And, and I think in that question, he'll speak to you that I'm for you. I love you. I, my mercy is for you. My grace is for you. And I think in that, that answer, that should compel us to have a heart for God's house in addition to compel us to actually be generous with, and, and say, you know what, I'm all in to this. Sharice, you, you got anything there? Yeah, I would just add that um, keep showing up. Keep being faithful because God's faithful. And even when it's hard or you've got to load the kids up or you have to get out on a weeknight and you really don't want to, um, just keep showing up because God's put desires in our heart. And the more that we desire him and put ourselves in a position um, in his house, he shows us and completes those desires in our hearts. It's beautiful. Well, i got Rick and Jen Vaders next to me, and they're an amazing part of our church. And we were just talking before the service, but I asked them, like, when exactly was it you guys started coming? And you guys started coming when we just went weekly as a church, which is pretty exciting. So back in the armory days. And um, what do you guys love about, about church? Uh, for me, it's, and this can be cliche, but it's, it's the people, right? Like, everything, the building's cool, everything's amazing, but it, what happens inside the building is like, right? So... Uh, just 
I went to a church where it was, you came on Sunday, didn't matter what you did on Monday, right? So um, just the fact, like one time, because you're sitting right there, Pastor Chris called me, I don't know what day it was, it was a Wednesday or something, and I saw the phone ring and I was like, we're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he saw, but we did something. And and, uh, it was the complete opposite. He said, hey man, how you doing? I said, good. And then he, he just didn't say anything, and, and he paused, and, and then he said, no, like, actually, how you doing, right? Like, so, wow. uh, and then he just said, can I pray for you? And that's just, oh like, such, like, a different experience than I've ever had. So the people here, and that's one example. There's a thousand, right? Yeah. So um, just having that was incredible, and the poor guy had to pray for me for, like, an hour. <laughs> I felt terrible. It just took way it was too a long much list, of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, the fact that he just, out of the blue, just said, hey, man, I just want to know how you're doing. Like, that was really cool. So it's the people. And like I said, there's a thousand of those examples. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jen, you, you guys, you were telling me before the service, you guys started your family in our church. Yeah. And... Um, you know, kids that are going to be raised in the house of God. What sort of transformation have you seen? Or can you also, you know, what kind of heart do you have for the house? Um, Personally, for me, it was um, Vision Sunday at the Armory. And you guys mentioned buying this building, leasing the building. And I was pregnant with Jason at the time. And I just wept because I knew, like, we would have a home. And we would have our son, like, sorry, grow up in the house of God Mm -hmm. and be surrounded by a kid's church and just saying yes, and he prays every day, and yep. he just loves to come to church. Does he love um, my preaching? He does. <laughs> and just, um, just making sure. Just our community uh, being a part of like just groups and woven and dinner party and just getting plugged in and having our own um, just group and community together is just wonderful. That's so great. Yeah. And we're thinking maybe four or five more kids. <laughs> Rick. We, we have least, one. We need to grow the church. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah. Well, if we thank them. And I said before, you know, this is hard to do because there are so many amazing people that I could get up here and we could talk. But one of the most amazing people in our church, hands down, is right on the end there, is Shannon Rents. <laughs> My, my kids and all colonial kids call her Miss Shannon, and um, she's amazing. Shannon, tell everyone, just so everybody knows, what it is you do here for us as a church. Um, okay. Um, alongside a lot of incredible volunteers and leaders, um, I lead Colonial Kids, which is amazing and awesome. So, yeah. Um, today's Heart for the House, one of the the initiatives, one of the big pushes we're going to be making over the next year or so is to, to really invest into Colonial Kids. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that means for, for our kids and maybe share some stories around that and what's happening in Colonial Kids right now? They're screaming, so... <laughs> <laughs> They're screaming for you. <laughs> They're the best. Um, no. Uh, no, I lost my train of thought, but it's great. I'll get back. Um <laughs> But no, like, yeah, Heart for the House is for them, which I love. Like, when we did Vision Sunday a few weeks back, like, we went through the initiatives with them. Um, and, you know, like, we expected them to be excited about the playground because it's a playground. But when we <laughs> talked about how we were going to buy the building, like, they got just as excited 
about the idea of buying the building. And even in the week since, like we were talking about last week, you know, we were like, hey, remember to bring your containers back for Heart for the House, which is so cool that they get to sew into that, like that one day they're going to look back and, you know, when we have a building back there, like they're going to be able to say, hey, like I, I contributed, like I was a part of making that happen, which is so cool. But like even last week, the kids were like, oh, because we're buying the building, we bought the building. Like they're excited about all of that. Um, and I could tell so many stories, but I have a couple of quotes because um, those are just fun. Um, and, you know, we've been putting together our annual report for church, so this is a little bit of a spoiler alert. So, Mackenzie, if I have to find you more quotes, then I will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so a couple of quotes from kids about why kids is important to them. Um, first of all, Jackson Gentili, who is in first grade, said, I loved colonial kids' worship. It's so good, and you can sing to God, um, which I love. Like on All In Sundays, there's upwards of 10 to 15 kids leading worship on platform in a choir, um, which is amazing because they're going to be they're going to be out here one day leading worship. Um, and then Mia, who's three, I have to preface this one by saying she's three, um, but it's uh, she said, "I like Colonial Kids because someone holds me." <laughs> Which is, if you know Mia, that's hilarious. But um, I think what that also means is Mia feels safe and secure in the house of God. And how amazing that at three years old, she understands that the church is a safe place. Um, you know, like kids who feel safe are going to learn and they're going to grow and they're going to build community and relationships because they feel safe. And how amazing that, you know, in 15, 20 years, like she's going to look back and go, I know that the house of God is a safe place. Um, and no matter what she's going through, she's going to know, like, I can always go back to the house of God because it was safe, is safe. Um, and then Grayson, who's in fourth grade, said, I love colonial kids because they're generous and take time to teach us about Jesus and how to face obstacles. They taught me that kids can love Jesus no matter what. Um, and then Mason, who is in first grade, said, I've made so many new friends and colonial kids, and we get to learn about Jesus together. We play games and tell stories they will be my friends forever. I love colonial kids. Um, and it's, it's just so cool thinking about how they're going to grow up together. And if you want to catch a glimpse of what the future of colonial is, then take a peek in colonial kids because they're the future. They're the future worship leaders. They're the future communicators on platform. They're the future hosts. Um, they're the future production team. As scary as it might sound, they're the future security team. Um, <laughs> and they're the future kids leaders. And it's so cool thinking, like, we have several kids leaders who are having babies, which is awesome. I'm also like, guys, can you slow down? Because, like, you guys are amazing. But maybe, like, take a year apart. Um, <laughs> But it's so cool thinking that some of the kids that those leaders have been discipling and sowing into are going in the next few years to be turning around and discipling and sowing into their kids. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. Come on. Can we give it up for these guys? Thank you so much. Wow. It's just really hard not to be moved by some of those stories and some of the, the things we heard this morning. I just love what Shannon was saying, that when we invest into colonial kids, what are we really investing into? We're investing into the generations that are coming. So worship leaders, teachers of the Word of God, um, volunteers on a Sunday, worship leaders, musicians. I even love that some of our 
um, youth house, I don't know if you guys have noticed this yet, but some of our youth house have been already given things to do on Sunday. They're, they're fully involved and helping and volunteering and blessing us as a church already. And you'll see Eli and Titus walking around with cameras, you know, serving our online community. And we've got, you know, here he is, right? Titus, come here. Now, I got to ask you a question. Do you do you know how expensive that is? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Perfect. Well, we love you, man. We're so grateful for everything you're doing, and you know our online church is absolutely incredible because of the part that you play and what you do, and you make our church awesome. Love you, man. You're awesome. Hey, be careful with that. Okay, be careful. Awesome. Well, we're going to give as a church, we've been doing this obviously already one service and we're going to give today and then we're going to, sorry, now and we're going to give as well in the 11.15, 11.15 service we'll give as well. But this is our once a year over and above um, normal giving, sacrificial giving towards our church. And this is how we move forward as a church. I want to say this, we've never lacked for anything as a church when it comes to resources, okay? Um, that's not an arrogant statement because it's actually got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do with the fact that God knows exactly what we need and He knows exactly when we need it. Can I get an amen? And so we've always believed that God will supply. Um, so this isn't like a desperate plea each year that we, comes around. We, you know, we want, don't want anyone to feel like this is like you have to give. Um, this is a get-to. And the reason I say that is because we're getting invited into what God is doing. So this is really just an invitation. It's just an invitation to be part of seeing our church move forward, and seeing God move in your life as well. And so we've got the different initiatives here. We've got the uh, marriage conference next year. Just want to remind everybody that that, that is really an investment into great marriages in our church. Um, we're believing that marriages are going to get restored through that conference. We're believing that marriages are going to be built up, that people that aren't even married yet are going to come to that conference and get equipped and strengthened and taught about biblical values and how to, and how to, um, to do that well. And so we're excited about that. We're also excited about developing our building now that we've purchased it. Um, we're excited about investing into Colonial Kids with the upgrades there. And then obviously the one big event we do outside of our four walls um, is basically having church at the amphitheater on Good Friday. And so, yeah, that's exciting. And so to do all of that um, and really, guys, church, this is just, this is how we move forward. This is how we expand. This is how we grow. This is how we step into what God has. So um, I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite Jill to come forward with me and we're going to pray together and then we're going to give. And uh, host, you can come forward right now. Thank you so much. Wonderful, incredible hosts. We love you. We're grateful for you. Anything you want to add before we pray? <laughs> no? Okay. Awesome. Let's pray together. God, we thank you. Father, we thank you for your house, that we can declare the same words that Jacob declared, that this place is awesome because you're here. And Father, you're awesome. We're grateful for who you are, Lord, that it's in your nature to bless your children, to, to lift your children up, God. And we just thank you that there is awe and there's wonder in this place, Lord, because you're here. And so, God, we thank you that we build this church on the foundation of Jesus 
Father, we believe for the future initiatives and the things that uh, are set before us, God. Father, we thank you for everything, the marriage conference, Lord, the upgrade to our facilities, God, the, uh, the investment in the generations, Lord, Good Friday at the amphitheater. Father, we pray and we believe in Jesus' name as we give towards these initiatives. We believe together, God, that you're going to bless them, that you're going to bring about your purpose and your promise through them, God, and truly lives are going to be changed in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.